0: joining Desert Streaming. It's been a long time.
1: I know.
2: We have a special guest. We have a very special guest. Yeah, get
1: me while I'm not demented. (laughs) This is a pre-dementia, Andrew (laughs) Comiskey.
0: Welcome back, brother. It's great to have you on the show. I'm so
1: happy to be back. I've been on a vacation, Mm -hmm. and so this is fun. Yeah, Yeah, it is fun. This is so not stressful or, you know, things that pierce my heart, like... (laughs) Most everyone who's against us, right? Exactly. (laughs) But Woody Allen doesn't even know us. Exactly. So, to
2: to preface, because I (laughs) don't think our viewing or listening audience knows, so we're doing the radical redemption theme. Mm -hmm. And so, maybe off the beaten path a little bit and a little more subtle examination of this is the movie Hannah and Her Sisters by Woody Allen. So we'll be talking about just the movie in general, and then we'll focus a little bit about that theme in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And my dad, Andrew, is going to kind of tell us about Woody Allen and sort of his significance, both maybe to movies at large and then personally. So Woody Allen. And we know Elephant in the Room, a little bit of kind of controversy around him so you know speak to that as well oh my gosh (laughs) we don't want to just say no Woody Allen we're not touching that with a 10-foot pole and so kind of your thoughts behind why we are choosing to engage with his film
1: sure well okay first of all I'm totally biased because he uh, as I was considering Hannah and her sisters which is probably one of the three Mm masterworks of Woody Allen the other two uh, being Annie Annie Hall Hall Manhattan Manhattan. yeah and they're all three. The, the co star of all three of those films is New York City. Yes. Gordon Willis's incredible photography. Uh, but Woody Allen always being the writer director. Yes. So it's truly his point of view. Movie, yeah. Gordon Willis's cinematography captures what Woody Allen loves to look at, hmm. if you will. Which is significantly New York City and, and women. Yeah. So Woody Allen loves women, and I don't just mean that in the lascivious way, sure. mm-hmm. having, uh, well, having, having had some scandalous things with women, uh, but he loves them. Mm. He highly regards them. And I would say, along with Diane Weest, certainly Diane yes. Keaton, Kate Blanchett, he's written some of the best roles yeah. for women oh in the last part of the 20th century. Uh, maybe we haven't seen so much of that in the 21st century, mm-hmm. but but certainly at the phase where I was being formed yeah. as a cinephile, Woody Allen was maybe my main formatter, wow. beginning with uh, not What's Up Tiger Lily, which was this first kind of weird thing that he did, but take the money and run. Did you ever
2: see that? I've not seen that.
1: 1969. No, I missed it. I was 11 years old (laughs) in Long Beach, Long Beach, California, you know, walking two miles to the little plaza Plaza theater in sort of, you know, stone's throw from the beach, Long Beach. Um, I I happened upon uh, uh, take the money and run And, and the most vivid scene in that was Woody and Woody and Diane so he was Hmm. he was kind of dating her at this point she had just done hair and he was just beginning he was really a comic he had written uh um uh uh, what's the what's what's um um not what's up doc but the um uh here the dementia setting in um we um, can't help um, we can only watch uh, played against Sam from Mm. Casablanca so he did a an, an incredible Broadway show called um, uh, called that, and then Herbert Ross did the movie. But his first kind of big breakup movie was "Take the Money and Run," and it was just all kind of this this like funny, ironic thing of he and Diane Keaton sort of being nebbishes on the run as bank robbers, and and he kind of goes back and tells his story of. Of, of Woe and it was yeah. and one of the first things I recall was that he played the cello in the marching band. So you <laughs> literally saw him like like awkwardly Did getting him the stand than him, right. for the cello ahead of him three feet so he could right. play and I just thought I'm hooked. I, <laughs> I will follow him anywhere and, um, and I continued to follow his career especially like a love and death was his kind of ironic take on Dostoyevsky and Tolstoy and he and Diane Keaton. I mean, it's always comic, but it's also always smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's very Mm -hmm. smart. And then Annie Hall. So 75, we all came on board with Annie Hall. I've
2: seen that one. Yes. Have you seen seen it? it? Yes. Yes. The seminal Annie Hall.
1: (laughs) And, and I love the line in Hannah and her sisters, which came 11 years later from Annie Hall. Um, I always like an underconfident person. Yeah, Do you remember so that? Great, yes. I always like an underconfident person, and and he does that so well. He does mm. so well. So so all of us can get on board, no matter even though he's erudite mm. and he's a philosopher and he's always in an existential crisis and he's always on his fifth <laughs> session that week in psychoanalysis, yeah. um, always seeking, as we saw in yes. Hannah and her sisters, right. we see a kind of charming. Philosophical search sure, in yeah. in 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 the Woody Allen character mm-hmm. in in Hannah and Her Sisters, um, but I love that line. I always like an underconfident person, <laughs> and the ones that we like most in his movies are those who embody that. Yes, mm-hmm. the kind of like the Diane Keaton la di da yeah. la di da, like what do we do next? Where are we going with this relationship? And then mm-hmm. Diane Weist is is the Diane Keaton of, of the 80s, right? So
2: Sure, I mean, I, I think maybe modern audience are less familiar with her. I don't think Diane she's Weiss. as transcendent as Diane Keaton. No, so no. So maybe less of a familiar muse, but yeah, significant. You
1: see that, Bullets Over Broadway. Yes, yeah. Uh, don't Speak. I don't know that, do you remember that line? She was always Spice saying... Spice Girl song. Yeah. I mean she's In
2: my generation.
1: Yeah, exactly. No. So so Annette and I, honestly, we would our our idea of a good time was the next Woody Allen oh, that film. Was awesome. Which so was usually every year. Yeah. yeah. And some were great and some very minor and some like Not you didn't good. put much thought into this. Yeah. Like yeah. this could have been so much better. Mm-hmm. But always, always Always working it, um, always funny, always smart, but always conveying the sense of, of, of a lack of confidence. Yes. Which, I, I'm sure, today he has great confidence in his ability to put on film his narratives. Sure. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, maybe less so in light of sort of his quasi-canceling. His, his the, yeah him having sort been sort of canceled. I mean blacklisted. No, he you don't is significantly. See him anywhere and no. his movies aren't kind of given the due no you would think of no a, a iconic influential yeah. yeah director would be given i yeah. mean I, I mean there was such a stark i just i mean kind of when you you, you know about movies you know about woody allen and right. neurotic neurotic right. nebbish sort of right. Right. guy and the the women yeah. and the romantic comedies and now you don't hear about him no, at all. So kind of a no. sad...
1: No, he's, I think he's like And No, right. Yeah,
2: he's quite old.
1: Uh, and so he is still making a film. Uh, he, yeah. One is coming out. Oh, wow. Uh, it's, 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 it's French actors. It's in English. Uh, just just about to come out. But yeah, really Midnight in Paris yes, is, is probably the last one that we sure. all loved. Yes. Yeah. Then, I loved it. Yes, yeah, I did. It was great. Yeah, it? Yeah. it was, great. Oh it was just great. Yeah, and his if movies you love are light. I mean, yeah. even though like you
2: said that they're deep. They're yeah. they're so enjoyable to watch. Oh my god. With so many filmmakers that I really enjoy and I respect yeah. their work. They're not necessarily enjoyable. Like I love no. PT Anderson and There Will Be Blood, mm. but you're not like, oh let's just <laughs> oh, no. it's watch like, three no. hours of a t- Bloodthirsty tycoon, but his movies yeah. are no. they're they're accessible in Ooh. a sense, and, and he's funny. taking
1: players that we know and yeah. love, yeah. and he's featuring them. Yeah. He's featuring eight of them yeah. in, so, in a narrative that may not entirely work, yeah. but they're all doing things they right. wouldn't normally do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like Goldie <laughs> Hawn and Julia Roberts and uh, Everyone Says I Love You. It's a musical, oh, wow. so he did a musical in the late yeah. '90s with these. Julia Roberts yeah. singing wow. like can she not, <laughs> not really no. but then we saw Les Miserables. <laughs> yeah and so <laughs> Anne
2: Hathaway rose yeah, to you know,
1: she was a great singer, but but uh, who was the who was the gladiator Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah, Crow. yeah. There, enough <laughs> set. And then we'll uh, end there. Yeah, but anyway, Hannah and her sisters uh, is is he's still he's still doing great work. Yeah. And and Mia Farrow, whom I I love. Mm. Because, well, maybe we
2: can explain the plot just quickly sure, please, so if, maybe if you haven't seen the movie so the no. the movie obviously revolves around hannah and her sister. So she's sort of the focal point, but I would, you could argue that there's really no main character. It's kind of yeah. episodic. It is a full cast, and you're mm-hmm. kind of giving glimpses of all of their lives. So yeah. It doesn't really follow a coherent narrative in that Except sense. Except
1: three Thanksgivings. Three right. Thanksgiving, yeah. Three right. Thanksgiving Or sort of the that Hannah, plot structure. That Hannah, big-hearted Hannah... Hannah who kind of holds things together yes. you may call her codependent mm. but you you see her mostly as a as a clear-eyed yes. successful woman mm-hmm. who is kind of the catalyst yeah. Yeah. for a complicated family right. and is hostessing these complicated three family. Thanksgivings <laughs> yes uh, and we see them all and really? they're and they, we all want to be at those know, things. They're beautiful. Yes, they look really beautiful. <laughs> they, Maybe they're beautiful, and it's Manhattan and a lot of money, endless cocktails. Yeah, yeah. and, and
0: it, then the turkey comes drink. out. You're like, I thought that was the party. Oh, and it's family. Yeah. It's family. Right. It's not just. It's not
1: just brittle, sophisticated, yeah. kind of, sort of <laughs> W. C. Fielding children. Like, oh, kids. There's tons of kids. <laughs> yes. right, exactly. the kids are kind of central. The table. Yeah, I love it.
2: So, Hannah is uh, married. Um, She was divorced, so her ex-husband is Mickey, so that's played so funny by Woody Allen. (laughs) So, he's the ex-husband figure, and then she's married to Elliot, um, who I think you kind of infer is a record producer
1: he's a financial analyst
2: awesome great inference <laughs> yes yes. But, <laughs> works but, with but, musicians
1: but so successful yes. yes working with in the big league yes and so of sort of
2: and again kind of implied that she kind of settled him down yeah. um, which kind of comes into play later and then she has two sisters uh, Holly who's sort of the Diane Weiss character uh, she's this like actress playwright yeah. mm-hmm. kind she, of she's a she's Rolling a Woody Stone, Allen she's, she's the
1: female Woody Allen in, yeah, in, yeah. In kind in of movie. neurotic
2: <laughs> uh, ex-addict Kind of un- can't hold down a job, always asking for money, and Hannah always giving her money no matter. And, and
1: what. utterly self-deprecating. Yes, yes, right. no confidence. Um, and right. We are, and we're all like, yeah, we're with you. When she's in the back seat, yeah, in the date, oh, yes, there's a scene they're both right. with Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is Carrie her Fisher's friend. In it. Same, right.
2: similar. Like they're both <laughs> struggling actors. They they have a what is it? I wrote it down the we catering ca- company because it's so. Oh, is it? Funny. Not? It's the Stanislavsky, the very famous kind of Russian actor, like the serious. They have a c- catering company under his name because they're going to be these great actresses. And they meet Sam Watterson so in like a great role. He's like at their catering. He picks them both up. He's and a married guy yeah.
1: looking for some fun with a couple <laughs> cute women. Yeah,
2: it takes I them both see. to the Met on different occasions and then settles on the Carrie Fisher character. Yeah,
1: and the whole time, Dan, we were hearing her in the back seat going,
0: He's, he doesn't like
1: me. Yeah. He's,
0: he likes her yes. and I'm losing. I love all the inner dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And how movies.
1: many of us have been in those situations right. with other oh, people yeah. going, I'm, you know, like and today. Then, and then she
2: says, I hate her. I hate yeah. her. And that is I your, and that is how you feel when the other person is getting right. the glory and the attention. You're like, I hate them. Yeah. They might like be my best friend. Like today's gospel.
1: Are you, are you envious because I'm generous? Right. In other words, could you be generous to your friend yes. Yes. who's getting the attention of this man? illicitly anyway it's mm-hmm. a married man so yes, right. yes. And they and know that it's yeah, no yeah, yeah. secret and so and this and this is a theme this is a, the river this is the 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 polluted river mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. runs through all woody allen yeah. he's not a christian no
2: yeah.
1: he has some kind of a moral sensibility there there are moral tensions yeah, that absolutely. all of the characters face but none of them are, are orthodox jews or sure. orthodox yeah. christians oh, no. yeah. they're he all does
2: dabble in yeah, Catholicism and it. the hardy yeah, It's
1: so like, funny. It's hilarious. Yeah.
0: The, the Goes crucifix, to the religious shops. The Saint icon. And the, then the, the wonder the, bread. The, the mayo the, and the wonder the
2: bread. That was just the perfect kind of subtle dig. Yeah. <laughs> like the like his, I am like fully white Catholic. Bread. White bread and mayo and the crucifix. Like I'm buying in. I'm totally McCoy buying Sinker in as to Jewish the mom. white
1: power yes. system of New York City.
2: Yeah, without an ounce of <laughs> real culture. Yeah. Oh, but me. but
1: yeah, no, he does. He he adores Catholic yeah. culture. Yeah. Mm. He knows how high Catholic yes, culture yes, yes. is. Right. You know, the guiding force of. Yes. Western arts yes. Woody Allen knows this yeah. and that's very appealing yeah. to a Manhattanite yeah. sure. Jewish Hindu whatever to be part of the power team in a way mm-hmm. and yet at the same time ultimately ultimately he chooses the Marx Brothers
0: yes
2: <laughs> but that, yeah we could talk about that because actually yeah. that's a kind of a beautiful scene yeah.
1: it's a beautiful scene and it has
2: some implications so back to yeah. the plot just so we kind of yes. get the sense of oh, the yeah. crux of the, the story would be uh, Elliot, so uh, Hannah's husband, uh, Michael Caine, Michael Caine, the
1: great Michael. Yeah, Caine. so like yeah. so, A-list, a list a plus plus plus
2: actor. So Michael Caine in this yeah. role, like he doesn't, yeah. he's not the goofy sort of no dweeby Woody Allen type. Um, falls in love with falls in love, um, lust after Lee. The who, first that's the
1: first scene. Yes, at and that's Thanksgiving, Hannah's right? sister. This beautiful sister Barbara Hershey, yes. who who kind of
2: already like. I mean, I don't really, yeah. she thought that defined as a character. No. She's kind of beguiling to uh, Michael Caine. And to yeah. men, you would and say. And she has this odd artist boyfriend who's Max Vencedo. Yes, Sido, who's iconic who, who, actor.
1: Who played Swedish Jesus yes. uh, in the this, greatest story ever told which is, in oh, wow. the 60s. So yeah. he was Christ for George <laughs> Stevens, director, great director, in those 60s biblical epics. Yeah. Wow. It, it, it had, possibilities and ultimately was a beached whale wow. with swedish max yes. it has no bearing upon this cynical <laughs> fine artist that he yes. plays in hannah and her sisters yes. um, except that he has a great line and speaking of of uh televangelists of the 80s oh, yeah. if jesus were here he would never stop throwing up <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, thinking of ptl and all the right. things that he would find right. channel surfing <laughs> yeah exactly. you know he said if jesus were here he would never stop throwing <laughs> great. Out. these are great lines, Those Those are great lines. lines yeah. i mean this is woody allen at his best yes. right right and and of course he puts these bon mots in in yes. everyone's mouth yeah mm-hmm. so everyone says the, iconic things right and you're like I want to be at Thanksgiving. Yeah, with you. for sure. Mary. I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Just listen. So
2: then the movie sort of progresses. Uh, Elliot and Lee do have an affair, um, and then I do remember the movie. But there's all these different parts. So kind of parallel to this is sort of Mickey's story. Yeah. A hypochondriac in and out of the doctor. So funny. He's always has some like ailment, mysterious yeah. that he believes half believes to be false he knows it's I think not i the left ear wait it's the
0: right ear maybe he, it's both but, like... but i mean
2: kind of funny moment he really. goes into the doctor and he's like oh i i can't i'm having some hearing, hearing issues in my right ear or is it the left ear so kind of <laughs> he's sort of acknowledging how silly it is yeah. um and it turns out upon like further doctors that he has a brain tumor that's causing this um hearing issue and so he his story is sort of He
1: thinks he may have a brain tumor. Yes, sorry. They think he may have have a brain tumor. But the the doctors are saying it could be. This this could be symptomatic of some big blockage in the brain. Continual
0: delay. We have to do another test because we think. He's like,
1: I mean, any doctor worth his salt would read the (laughs) hypochondria and say, I am not... Yes. Putting a heavy emphasis <laughs> on yes. your fatal, but he gets exactly. like an MRI, m- metastasizing uh, tumor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But anyway, but the, the doctors like careful, yes. right, right? And he's like he is thinking i'm sunk Can yeah I mean, so that's
2: where he he pursues catholicism and yeah. he's looking at the the hari krishna because he thinks he's going to die and yeah. so he oh wants gosh. a religious system that accounts for what happens to you when you die
0: and his parents reaction to his catholicism is just hilarious they're just like yeah. sobbing like his, his mom <laughs> is just sobbing <laughs> like why would you do such so yeah, so yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he he having been raised in brooklyn by <laughs> jewish
0: parents it's, it's really just a really funny Allen scene. Like truth. it's not a yeah. comedy, but there are yeah. porn. I mean, it's say it just, is a you yeah. it's a comedy. But it's but a I think it's a comedy? It's a dramedy. It's just so funny. It's at so some there's parts. so
2: fu- yeah. I mean, there's moments that are quite serious. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a funny movie, and then eventually, so that the Elliot um, has the affair with Lee. So that kind of we see that she
1: and we see her leaving her hu- her, her living boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah.
2: Yep. And they sort of have these affairs. I mean, the movie again—it's episodic. It doesn't tell the story from beginning to end. So you just see kind of flashes into these people's lives. Yeah. So you see them having an affair, um, and you see kind of Holly kind of trying to find some niche. stability. Mm-hmm. The
1: acting isn't working out. The, this guy that this architect is yeah. chosen. You know, Carrie Fisher is is the girl who gets pff, the adulterous boyfriend. Right. Ooh, yes. Fun. Yeah. Uh, and so she's—you she, see her fading,
2: yes—and
1: and yet finding herself as a writer yeah, a so little bit. So she
2: wants to be a writer, and so and Hannah, this whole time, sort of, she's the, the titular character. So you're kind yeah. of aware of her even when she's not in the scene right. because she's the most important. And so she again is kind of holding things together at this point, unaware she's supporting of the affair, yeah, Holly, uh, yeah, and, and her and other her sister, yes, and, and yeah. so and then sort of the the climactic moment so you have all of these characters in some sense adrift maybe Hannah not so much just says she's sort of capable and self sufficient um, but then you have sort of the climactic moment so I would say there was two the kind of
0: and w- would you say like the second Thanksgiving is kind of a turning point for the whole thing right they're in their the Kind of in the throes of all the disorder in a way, Yeah. right? Yeah. And that that it seems like in the movie that was like everyone's it's a crisis. Like, yeah, yeah, everyone's realizing like how just screwed up. And this that's is. where yeah. they
2: have the fight, <clears throat> Elliot right. and yeah. Hannah. So then, so there's I mean, it's a, it's great. So uh, Holly is a playwright, so she's written a play um, that she thinks is yeah. quite good. I mean. <laughs> end of the movie, you're kind of thinking, is it good? Because you have this very funny scene between Woody Allen and Diane Weiss. And
1: Woody Allen is, is dating TV, yeah. Diane Weiss in a sort way. They had dated. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're now And he's a, t- he was a
2: TV producer, so he's in, you know, yeah. that's kind of besides the point for this, but the very funny scene at the end. But <laughs> the, she's the. I did,
0: I did love that scene when they went on that date with, oh, like, the Rocks, you know. The, and you they have yeah. a horrible And he was kind day. of allergic yeah. to yeah. It. And she's
2: it's like, who am I
1: cocaine? dating? Cardinal yes. Cook? Like, it was just kind of... Cardinal Cook and Ronald Reagan at the gay bar. And, exactly. and just these little throwaway lines. I'm like, that is too And of course, you had to be there. You had to know 80s <laughs> yeah, headlines. Sure. And New York Catholicism.
0: And New York Catholicism, yeah. yeah. the and Cardinals totally, of New York. Yeah, right. I mean, that's so cool. It is yeah. cool. And he throws that in
1: with Reagan. <laughs> right, right. That's good. That's just great. <laughs> Them were the days. <laughs> uh, no, it's so good. I, First, I, I love... Um, it does. There's so much I could say. This is just, this is a seminal film for for me, only because I loved. You know, I was I was just graduating from high school when um, uh, Annie Hall came out, mm. so that was m- massive. And then the later films, you know, Manhattan, Interiors, his his take on Bergman, and and he's a serious filmmaker, and yeah. he's drawing from rather rather intensive. Psychologically profound interior works from Europe, hmm. but putting this New York spin on it yeah. with comedy and yeah. it's just incredible. Yeah. And 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 the whole entertainment milieu of Broadway and Hollywood and all the the ricocheting between the 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 erudite hmm. New York word and a little bit more pop cultural L.A. and that no, that sort of Annie Hall and so on and so forth. But in Hannah and Her Sisters, it's all New York, not a lot of West Coast influence, um, but it's that deeper interior work because what we're really dealing with, we're not just dealing with these sisters, oh, that's so significant, we're dealing with Hannah's parents, yeah. Yeah. who is Mia Farrow's mother, Marino O'Sullivan, mm-hmm. who given Annette and I's sensibility the, that that's our main roster is is the MGM contract players of the 30s and the 40s Marino Sullivan Mia Farrow's mother was one of the major players mm-hmm. at MGM in those days she is featured beautifully yeah. as the act the, the 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 slightly the slightly cantankerous uh how would you define her
2: uh well, katie alcoholic i mean drinking yeah. problem drinking
1: problems maybe a little bit of
2: a delusion of the past like yeah. a little kind of yeah still stuck in her sort of probably the ingenue that she was she yeah. still maybe thinks she carries that in a way that her husband is quick to remind her it that isn't. she is not so that yes. kind of tension and her
1: husband is another old actor of that day lloyd noland so woody allen is honoring yeah. them and they they don't need honor but he's Featuring them and yet putting them in this very realistic place as being this bickering, yeah. aging show business couple that that Mia Farrow is managing. Yes. Mm-hmm. She manages them and she does it so lovingly yes. in the same way that she is supporting her sisters yes. so lovingly. Mm-hmm. And they're coming to her and their various crises, especially Holly, and she's helping them out. Yes. Right. You could say again, she's she's possibly codependent. But what, what we know of codependence or a tendency of codependence is that though they have a great deal of need, they have a difficult time expressing yes. their need. And this doesn't provide either Michael Kane, yes. her husband, or the sisters much room to say, how are you, Hannah? Right. Or what's going on with you? Or I have need. So for example, the lines that are... Are 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 just to me. I remember them from when I first heard them. You see Mia Farrow, never better. So Mia Farrow is actually the Diane Keaton of the '80s and the early '90s. So what what who Diane Keaton was to 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 Woody Allen in the late '70s and '80s, uh, Mia Farrow replaced that wow. very well. By the way, I and mean, she's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Never has had quite the status of a Keaton, but actually in her day had just as big of roles, Mm. maybe just not quite as popular. But she is a storied Hollywood child Mm. uh, who grew up with with Marino Sullivan and John Farrow, who was an extremely famous director in the golden age of Hollywood. So that was her very Catholic Mm. family growing up, Mia Farrow. Uh, Marino Sullivan was raised in a convent in Europe wow. uh, in, in kind of a finishing school sort of a convent so old school Catholic Mia Farrell's very much the 60s breakout mm-hmm. the new Hollywood if you will Rosemary's yeah. Baby and the Great Gadsby mm-hmm. and uh, she was the star of Peyton Place mm-hmm. this TV series in the 60s so she's a force to be reckoned with and Woody Allen gives her a whole new take as an actress. Yeah. and you see that. Wow. you see that. there's f- important films that occurred before Hannah and her sister's Broadway Danny Rose, where she plays this kind of mall. She plays this, 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 this mall, like a, like a Brooklyn Mafia mall and she's just all over the place and uh, uh, the Purple Rose of Cairo, Zelig. Mm-hmm. These important films where she is becoming this force to be reckoned with, well, she she reaches her peak. With Hannah and her sisters, and the way he captures her on camera with those eyes, mm-hmm. when she's speaking these lines with without a touch of uh, of overacting, it's it's very earnest, but yeah. it's also understated. Yeah, and she's responding to what she's seeing with all of these Thanksgivings, usually of of these sisters, especially Holly, kind of putting her in this position of being this kind of cold. Perf- perfect inaccessible mm-hmm. somewhat of a giving ice queen mm-hmm. and 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 she's experiencing the same in her marriage right yeah. and she's wondering where are you Michael Caine where where, where are we yeah. and 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 there's no excuse for adultery and he's having an affair with her sister but now the sisters having another an affair mm-hmm. yeah. note to self when you're willing to have affairs then reap what you sow mm. because there's no saying this person has to be committed to yeah. you you're breaking a boundary to have an illicit relationship yeah. that means i am so free mm. anytime i want to go outside of the boundaries again mm. well when barbara hershey does has a has an affair with this college professor or something then he realizes oh my gosh what am i doing right. yeah so so he's coming to his senses But she's also starting to realize my loved ones whom I'm giving everything to are suffering because they don't have access to my need. And at one point the sisters say, You don't have any need. Mm -hmm. And she turns and and the camera
2: captures it perfectly and she just says I I have immense need. I
1: have enormous need yeah that's
2: actually with her and elliot oh okay so yeah. they have this argument after yeah. so yeah. the the play that the sister is writing yeah holly is writing contains intimate de- so holly yes. based the play kind of on the relationship between yeah hannah and elliot And there's intimate details in the play so that when hannah reads it her sister gives it to her to read it just to get her opinion she's furious because she's like how are how why are you including these details so personal to our relationship and how do you know them i'm not telling them i've not told them to you i've not told them to lee and so i think there is some rumblings because she first is just like Did Lee tell you? Like, how do you know? And then she's like, oh, is my husband talking to you? And so I think she's realizing something's amiss with her husband and one of her sisters. And so they have this kind of blow up. That's like one of the climax I was talking about at Thanksgiving where they sort of, they both sort of reveal their tension with each other. And it's there. It's it's a great, so I wrote, I, I got the line because... I mean, it's Elliot's position, again, not defensible, but it is an interesting. His take is like, yeah. I've told you, I need someone talking to Hannah. I need someone I can matter to. And in her self-sufficiency yeah. and in her sort of ability to k- take care of things, yeah. he doesn't feel like he, she needs him. And she says, yeah. no, you matter to me. Yeah. And he's like, it's hard to be around someone who gives so much and needs so little in return. And she says, I I have an enormous need. So it's kind of the coming to head of her self-sufficiency and his need to be needed. So to
1: speak. Yes. And, and um, uh, there's a, there's a, a, I think a conversation after that, I'm not positive where in the bathroom or something. And, 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 and and again, her eyes are incredible. Um, um, uh, I want to, uh, he he says i think i want to meet your need mm. and she says i i want you to take care of me yes mm. like I, and and yet like so many people who are high functioning and always giving and there's some control in that mm. so there's a there's a f- protection from vulnerability from being disappointed she's unaware that i don't i don't give you much of me to love mm. actually yeah. mm. and so this is beginning and of course it just and this is where, where, where this is, this is all invented. Of course, he is now completely ready to leave the sister yes, behind yes. because she's gone on to someone else. Yes, doesn't always work quite so snugly. Yes, uh, but but so he's coming to his own kind of secular repentance, yes, if you will. And 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 for all intents and purposes, he is going to be more available to her, and she's had. A little bit of a crack in her own very beautiful armor, yeah. and is willing to allow him in a little bit. And yeah. um, it's and then the, this
0: this last Thanksgiving, you see him looking at Lee, and not with lust, but he's like,
2: marriage looks good
0: on her. It's sort of yeah. ordered, you know. Yeah.
2: She's now and subsequently married, right? Her. Professor, professor that she was having an affair with yeah, and then, on Elliot.
0: And Mickey and, and Holly are pregnant and Mickey was Yeah, the
2: Mickey un- is sort of his turning point <laughs> is so unbelievably funny. So he's sort of in this existential crisis after being declared healthy that's what sends him spiraling because he has sort of the the initial joy of, oh, I don't have a brain tumor. But then the existential crush of like, well, we're all going to die sometime. So life is just sort of this inevitable decay. And so then, you know, he, he, he kind of spirals. And so he tries to kill himself, which is obviously no light matter. But in the movie, he's so nervous about killing himself he's so sweaty that he holds the this big gun it's not even like a little handgun it's hand like gun. a big
1: like it's a rifle yeah, yeah which is so he's trying to kill himself like by pointing a rifle right which is already sort
2: of comedically hilarious. I mean, that's... that's <laughs> So great.
1: That's the baseline, Woody Allen. Yes. That's, take them, that's bananas. Yes. That's everything you ever wanted to know about sex, but we're afraid to ask. All these early films yeah. right. are these kinds of moments. Yes,
2: and then he's sweating so much that he does pull the trigger, but the sweat has caused the gun to like dislodge and it like shoots the mirror. the mirror and then you see him like so ashamed. You hear like the neighbors like pounding on the wall. I swear you hear like other gunshots like people. I, I think the
0: gun goes off again. Oh, the gun yeah. goes off
2: again. I didn't know people were like, what's going on? And so, and he's so ashamed. Not that... You know, I think that he was like, oh, I can't believe I was about to yeah. kill myself. More than like the social shame of like, I don't yeah. want to tell people yeah. that the gun slipped. Yeah. And so he kind of leaves his apartment with the mirror shattered, kind of <laughs> <laughs> shambles. But I think that he leaves the apartment and he want, runs into Holly yeah. when she's like record shopping. Yeah. And yeah. maybe it's a little bit later on. Uh, yeah, and, and
1: they're talking to they have a wonderful repartee about their, when they tried dating day. Yes. before. And she's kind of like, yeah, so that was like a disaster. Mm-hmm. I mean that
2: that is like what all these like modern comedies try to like these witty male yeah. and female back and forth yeah like that repartee is so funny and so brilliant. and he does
1: it better than anybody so does. good so there's you know people try to mimic that but it's always sodden yeah in contrast and it's so
2: effortless yeah you yeah. want to be like i want to be like that and you kind of think you could because it's not so heavy-handed or artificial yeah. you're like well if i tried i could be that yeah. clever probably not but it's so endearing so right. they have this little kind of reunion um, which is sweet and then you know they kind of fall in love and then the movie like Marco was saying that they also are married so Lee marries her professor uh, Michael Caine and uh, Elliot and Hannah are reconciled in their marriage and then so Woody Allen and Diane Weiss characters get married and it, plot point that seems somewhat insignificant was he wasn't able to have kids so when he was married to Hannah uh, it was he was infertile per the doctors and the movie ends the movie ends with them sort of in the mirror this Thanksgiving meal he's like loving her putting his arms around her and she's like they're so in love and she reveals to him like i'm pregnant and so it's a very beautiful
1: yeah
2: ending and i mean really affirming of marriage i mean yeah. all these characters were kind of adrift and it does seem for all of them marriage and either getting married or the redemption of their marriage was their kind of saving point right and so I mean the, the theme we haven't really touched on so much and, is and her parents yeah her parents, her parents who are yeah. kind of
1: who are who, they're they're messy they're but messy uh, and and yeah and,
2: yeah <laughs> they have patterns that they just fall into right after and so they're bickering years.
1: about it and they they're they're not kind to each other yeah. and their weaknesses mm-hmm. and but they're they're together intact. yes yeah. and they're, they're singing he's there. playing the
2: piano and she's singing and it's and I
1: would say for both Woody Allen and Mia Farrow that was true. Hmm. They both had intact parents who were devoted to each other. Yeah. In light of difficulties, sure. they yeah. did not grow up in a therapeutic culture. Yeah. Hannah and her sisters is very much in the therapeutic world. Everyone's in psychoanalysis and mm-hmm. so on. But, but they were actually both, they were born out of um, uh, at least, I'm not saying John Farrow, for example, Mia's father wasn't a philanderer like many Hollywood directors. But they, they valued remaining intact as a family. Mm. And they did. And so I think there is something you can say, oh, Woody Allen, he's this, he's that. He's so many things that we know uh, for sure are, are, are big moral weaknesses, sources of wickedness, if you will, in his life but he's always wrestling with morality and and you you get a a particularly beautiful and comic Mm -hmm. at the same time look at that in Hannah and her sisters perhaps better than any other of his movies Mm -hmm. whereas Manhattan I think is just darker Manhattan does not end hopefully Annie Hall they're friends Mm -hmm. but they're no longer together Um, uh, this is certainly the most Marriage and life-affirming film that he made. I believe hmm. he's made many, but and I haven't seen all of them. But most of them I have, and it's it's extraordinary.
0: I, I please. Yeah, I was just gonna. Katie and I were talking earlier today just about how how watching a film like this is. It's just good leisure, you know. Yeah. It's there's something about just coming out of your own process and actually enjoying something, enjoying yeah. a piece of art that can actually have a quality of converting you reconverting you in a way yes. just like wow I can I have areas of my life that I need to sort of clean up or whatever but I wanted to ask you Andrew like you obviously love movies and you have such a depth of knowledge about them but I think a lot of our people are probably so focused on being chased and being good yeah. and being integrated but yeah. can you speak a little bit about the the the, the good place of movies as a yeah. as a place of leisure for people like yeah. us who struggle in deep dynamic ways and whatever, but also need kind of like a respite, and yeah. movies are good.
1: Yeah, they can be. They can be. They right. certainly can be. I, I mean, in that way, I would say I'm, I'm probably I'm I'm not the I'm so impacted by what I look at. Yeah. In anyone who comes out of addiction and porn and. You know, it's kind of like, whoa, I can't kind of do everything. Some people, they can and they just screen it. It doesn't demonize them. I you know, the demons come in through my eyes. So I'm demonized. You could say.
2: Oh no, I've been.
1: Uh-huh, I know. I've been
2: learning a lot about that on another know, podcast, the Exorcist, know, Exorcist Files. So I know a thing or two now. I know. Uh huh. I mean, yes. I can't do anything as a layperson, but I know but it, about.
0: Katie's been doing the sign of the cross more. I do every oh, time I hear about
2: demons. I just make a sign of a cross because uh, I'm not. I'm not letting them into my temple. No,
0: I ain't either. So
2: that's like no. the Pentagon. Yeah, but so guy. visually,
1: if you've been like visually. If you've misused your imagination over and over again, you have to be careful. So I am. But I would say Woody Allen um, is rarely, um, rarely is there much flesh in Woody Allen's films. So um, he certainly uh, does not toe a chase line uh, in his films. But he is, I, I think what's so lovely he has such a so so the co-stars in my mind of of Hannah and her sisters and most of Alan's films are the music. He's a he's a master clarinetist, and he, he plays he yes, plays yeah. American the great American songbook at like the Carlisle Bar one of wow. the or some one of the great storied jazz spots in yeah. Manhattan. He plays like every Sunday night. Yeah, it's so Remember cool. Remember we wanted yes, to go see, wanted to see him, him and we weren't there on Sunday night or something but he's always there just back back row playing the clarinet and so he oh, loves really cool. the great american songbook I love the Great American Songbook. If I could have a backtrack anywhere, it would be the Great American, it wouldn't be Bethel. Hmm. It would be the Great American <laughs> oh, Songbook <no. laughs> with the best musicians, including someone like an Alan playing, though he doesn't play for his films, of course. So the music yes. mm. in Hannah and Her Sisters. So yeah, you're it's, hearing, it's really you're being enriched by That's the great. music. Yeah. So I, I just, uh, uh, I'm just, i in love again. Bobby Short, The Rainbow Room. Uh, that, that, remember the Black... pianist he's died now but he was like he was a fixture like like a cocktail pianist (laughs) uh at the rainbow lounge i'm in love again you made me love you bewitched bothered and bewildered you know so irving berlin the gershwins cole porter that's the background and 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 the singers diane Weist. She yes. does an audition, singing. Yes. Carrie Fisher, these are great singers. Yes, yes. Diane Keaton, we didn't know she was a great singer. She's a great singer. Mm-hmm. Singing what? American standards, because Woody Allen featured featured them singing yeah. these songs, and we hear them. So I love that. And then what, what is always the main star of most of Woody Allen's films?
2: New York City.
1: New York City, and, and like Manhattan, Hannah and her sisters shows that off. In
2: such sure. a, I mean, it makes you want to be a New Sumptuous. Yorker. Sumptuous. So yeah, deeply you want to. You want to live in Manhattan, highly, just struggling in this great struggling, place. and
1: then coming out of this
2: amazing uh, uh, Art Deco apartment. apartment. Right. Like, how did I you afford like, exactly. that?
1: Yeah. That's that's actually $10,000 a month. Yes. And you're a struggling actress. Yes, uh, right. But that was that was also the 80s. So so keep yeah, in mind this lot. is this, was filmed, was this is filmed in 85.
2: I, I remember we
1: we did a lot of Exodus conferences and stuff. There was a great Exodus ministry in Manhattan. Uh Ron and Joanne Hiley, I love them. I still hmm. love them. Ron's gone, but Joanne—they were—they were Broadway actors, Whoa. and they had a great. There was a. There was some. Let's hear it for socialism. There was some great low income low income Uh-oh. for musical for actors and musical theater people in in on the, in the Broadway district wow. and they we live don't there. Don't
2: support the socialism com- comment. We don't want to alienate no, we our love audience.
1: That. Subsidize subsidize. <laughs> <Just kidding>. Government <laughs> just... keep subsidizing housing in these these wealthy yeah, no, urban areas. I'm just, I'm yeah, just... we're being silly. But it is to say we did all these conferences there in the 80s. So early 80s through through the late 80s. So honestly we would come there to do conferences and we would be this is Manhattan we would be on the lookout yes. for people that wow. were on our butts waiting to 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 mug. To, to mug us wow. so yeah, so, so so the east coasters who were with us would say no we need to walk quickly now we need to walk quickly Giuliani during this period and we I, I Despise Giuliani. <laughs> he's,
2: he's he's despicable in many yeah, many yeah, ways. Yes.
1: Speaking of demonized yeah. legal advocates, um, but at this point, we're really he, alien. <laughs> he was the cowboy of New York City. Yes. He was cleaning up New Manhattan well yep. So actually, the housing would have been much cheaper. Yeah, it's probably a terrible <laughs> area.
2: 80s, I but, would it's, it's a just, beautiful apartment. It's delightful.
1: So so talking about the things that we love about movies that we would love to feast on are visuals like Mm. how does a cinematographer capture something that is good and true and beautiful of a city Mm -hmm. that makes you want to come back over and over again. And then your ears being filled with Mm. like the consummate composers that captured something about America Mm in the 20th century played by the best sort of neo jazz musicians Mm -hmm. that you know, Woody Allen is surrounded with. So I look at that and I say, I am coming away with something life giving now, Woody Allen. um, You know, could it could go south, the themes could go south. We know that in his life, he went south Hmm. significantly. Um, He had this relationship with Mia Farrow. They were like a married couple Hmm. for 12, 14 years. She had only been married a couple times before. I'm, I, 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 I'm, I would wager she maybe wasn't so much a player. We could say Woody Allen was probably more of a player, mm-hmm. um, and sadly, tra- I would say tragically, actually, for him and for Mia Farrow and for all the people around them, it's put everyone in a great deal of moral conflict. He began to form a relationship with Mia Farrow's eldest adopted Korean daughter that he had adopted with Andre Previn, a great American movie composer who was his first uh, husband. Um, she she was uh, a young adult. This was not a case of, of non-consenting adults, and was not a blood relative, and he was not married to Mia Farrow, mm-hmm. Woody Allen. Uh, but this was a this was a girl that that was the mother was Mia Farrow, mm-hmm. and and they began a dating relationship, and of course when they found out about that and and apparently a sexual relationship, mm-hmm. when Mia Farrow found out about that that. That almost killed her. Yeah. Amen. I no, mean it would course, have. Yeah. It's a mother's heart. This right. is a this is a mother heart. Wow. And this man that was not her husband, but was her muse, mm-hmm. or she was his mm-hmm. muse, but he was the writer director that they made ten great films. Wow. Wow. Many of which after Hannah and her sisters got a little bit darker. There's one called Husbands and Wives. Wow. It's a great film. Mm-hmm. But if you look at that film, there are times when Mia Farrell looks she honestly looks like I, it's about the breakdown of a marriage, a breakdown of a relationship, wow. and you see her, and she's like, "I'm, I'm living this nightmare, having just become aware wow. that this man mm. is sleeping wow. with my adult daughter. Oh my gosh. That's a killer. Yeah. Yes, and and now this is this is a, a double tragedy. A child that Woody Allen." Knew much more. Was he? Though he wasn't married to her, he co-adopted Dylan Pharaoh, um, who now claims, along with her brother Ronan, who apparently was fathered by by Woody Allen, was abused as a toddler oh. by Woody Allen. And she, to this day, claims that he was a pedophile. Woody Well, hmm. that's unreality. Hmm. That's unreality. I, we know enough about broken sexuality to know that the Woody Allen would have been willing. He featured Mariel Hemingway right. as a 17-year-old in Manhattan. They, that was his girlfriend in Manhattan. That's terrible that's its own form of abuse but she's 17 she's not seven she's a beautiful young adult woman Mm. you could say 17 however still wrong of course that's his threshold of desire Mm. that's his weakness and his wickedness Mm. not a three-year-old girl it's a concocted vengeance story Mm. and that's that's that's, that's Mia Farrow's bad. That's, that, to me, is a radical, broken subjectivity. That's a demonized accusation mm. that has been the source of the cancel culture, yes. not so much the scandal yes. of, of, of him being with right, Sunni. Right, that was
2: sort of... Long-standing. Long-standing. Yeah, They're I mean, married
1: now. They yeah. have kids now. They have a stable relationship. Right. When,
2: like Blue Jasmine and Midnight and Paris came out. That was, yeah. It wasn't like we didn't know about the relationship. Yes, so it, yes. Blue
1: Jasmine was, has to be said, too. Great. Kate Blanchett's Amazing. greatest role. I mean, well, Tar, maybe. Uh, tar, he, rivals. Who, who could do... Kate, kate blanchett, blanchett is, is transcendent unbelievable and and was transcendent in woody allen uh, um, that movie yeah. i saw that as much as i could like so hannah and her sisters brilliant. i'm sorry i didn't i don't know why i didn't mention that so that's good. another great of the of the 21st century yeah, in so, woody Allen. regardless um i would say yeah i mean that's this is tragic yeah. this is moral that's, tragedy yeah and we can say woody you had this coming yeah You had this coming, but you did not deserve that kind of craziness from a seriously wounded mother to then kind of prop up her little daughter, now Mm. a big daughter, and her now, you know, aggressive, expose-seeking journalist Ronan, Dylan's brother Ronan. They've they've wrecked Woody Allen's life. They've wrecked it. They've mm. wrecked it. And and it's wrong. I mm. honestly I would say it's wrong. Mm. That's that's a kind of cancel culture that I will not stand with. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, and, and that is especially true with accusations of abuse, mm. the verify he was he was he was legally deemed innocent of that. There was not mm. the evidence. But again, you have a fierce mother, daughter, and son yeah. who are insisting mm. because of what woody allen set into motion yeah, yeah. and then that's that's wicked yeah. so he's played with fire and he's gotten burned oh, wow. uh but but he needs to be vindicated as perhaps america's greatest director wow. of 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 the late we we have to we have to give that to john ford <laughs> yeah. we have to give john <laughs> ford some competition there is yes. some competition I, I would say john ford and then woody allen um they, they've, he has shaped my my humor, mm-hmm. my vision of movies, my capacity to laugh at hard things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 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 not always as sophisticated in my humor. I can be way too broad. Woody Allen, <laughs> on the one hand, appears to be to be um, broad, but it's always smart. Very it's smart. always super smart. And, you know, you can, in order to have a great sense of humor, you have to be super smart. You can be super smart and have no humor. Mm. But Woody Allen combines both of them <laughs> and thus can, can go into the interior lives of people and takes you in deep. Yeah. And if you, if you are one who has benefited from the therapeutic culture, and I certainly have, and Desert Stream certainly has, which is one thing I hate so much, about all of those who are always down on hmm. any kind of therapeutic approach to people dealing with homosexuality <laughs> is like you know what you don't know what issue. you're talking about. You've mm. actually you've actually taken a hatchet yeah. to 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 deep thinkers of the 20th yes. century yeah. and their interpreters in the 21st century, yeah. and I will not cut off the depth of therapeutic insight that uh, Woody Allen. Uh, brings into his movies. So speaking of what you can gain, even as he laughs at the psychodynamic hmm. process, I would say, I would say in this movie we see like like Michael Caine in therapy, kind of dealing with, do I stay married? Do I stay in this affair? Says something like, for all my education, wisdom, and accomplishments, I cannot fathom my own heart. Hmm. Oh. He says that in therapy. Well, wow. I wish we could all say that. At, dinner with cocktails <laughs> for all that I've accomplished and I know you're all aware of my accomplishments I cannot fathom my heart well he's in therapy going yes. what's going on with me well what I can't fathom this mm-hmm. I've got to sort this yeah. out and so he invites us into that yeah. so films don't have to be mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. Jesus what's the Jesus revolution mm-hmm. or the the what's the what's the the, 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 the dog the kidnapping not dog the, napping. oh my gosh <laughs> Freedom, oh, freedom the freedom freedom freedom, so, yeah. uh, freedom oh no, freedom. no, no Jim, the, Jim the, the, the Jim, no, sound, a of, film. Film. sound, sound a freedom. of freedom great yes, film yeah. Go, but it's we like love it. Bless it's, like, it. it's yeah. like no we love it it's yeah. like sure like yeah. like but like it's like a pretty easy target yeah yeah no <laughs> one's into human trafficking yeah, yeah, yes. yeah so like is that like our vision and version of a christian movie a thoughtful movie mm. It doesn't have to be have Jesus stamped on it or Jim, you know, Jesus himself yeah. in the lead <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> for us to say, well, this is safe for me to yeah. go. <laughs> I want to be provoked. Yeah. I want to think. And of course, I love Woody Allen because I love a therapeutic mindset yeah. and, a, and, a, and, a, and a quest for, for, for the deeper meaning and especially as it relates to relationships. I began by saying he loves women. And I don't mean that like he lusts after women. He values the interior life of women, mm-hmm. or he could not write as he does for yeah, women. Yeah, because
2: his women are never sort of the beautiful bombshells with no interior oh. life. I mean, they're beautiful women, but it's actually downplayed in his movies. Oh my gosh. They're not these doled up sex pots, they're interesting quirky, well-developed, yeah. complicated hmm. characters. And, and that's rare.
1: And they have great clothes and Beautiful, they all yeah. have the most incredible backdrops of Manhattan buildings mm-hmm. behind rare them as rises. they kind of race <laughs> in the rain. Wearing 7 keaton well, Beaton-esque layers and hats, this is '80s. This is '80s. So we get a cool. little different. Lo- the aesthetic oh. is so cool. And then, yeah. okay, you probably missed this, but did you see Julia Louis Dreyfus? No. She was. She was part of his of Woody Allen's. TV team yes, oh. with Julie Kavner. Yes, who plays Julie Kavner, who was Rhoda's sister. And she's um, in the Mary Marge Tyler Moore. Simpson's, split up.
2: the voice of Marge Simpson. Yeah, so like, yeah, Simpson's so this voice, this is
1: so so Julie Kavner was part of his '80s entourage. So just to see her again, mm. to see Julie louis Dreyfus just booted from SNL. <laughs> yeah, but but getting a bit part in Hannah and Her Sister. She comes back with Woody Allen and deconstructing Harry. Oh, yes. which is a bigger role. It's a it's, to me that's a. That's that's one of his dirty films. Hmm. Honestly, that's a film
2: don't where recommend. I where
1: really where I came away going, I don't need to see this. Yeah. I don't need to see you about to have oral sex with that man i don't you know i don't need to see that be more creative be more imaginative woody you can do it and he did it in hannah and her sisters and we came away i think provoked and not visually slimed um if anything i think i hope our creative imaginations were opened up by just what he knows to be good true and beautiful and what he captures better than most maybe better than any
0: and, you know, in this sort of series, we do we do want to present our audience with a mo- like a good movie to yeah. watch. Yes. You know, you
1: can just enjoy. I yeah. I so look forward to it last night. You know, it was kind of homework because I hadn't seen it yeah. in a decade or so. And uh, and and so just to sit down, I was so happy. Hmm. I was so happy. I thought I love this. That's I love like, the memories that it evokes yeah. from my 80s life. My life with Annette, loving movies, and particularly loving Woody Allen. I do love him more than Annette does, but Annette really <laughs> appreciates him uh, as well. And uh, I, it just, it was, it was a feast.
0: <laughs> well, Andrew, it's always a gift to have you on. Thanks yes, for coming thank out of your break yeah. yes. to be with us. It was yes. so hard.
1: <laughs> yes, Woody Allen. I'll come out. I'll come out for you anytime brother. Yeah. Awesome. Well thanks for listening. Thanks. And person. and pray for Woody Allen. He's got yeah. a Amen. bad deal. Yeah. I want him to be rightfully honored. Yes. yes. He's worthy of it.
2: Finally becoming a Catholic. <laughs> yes. Movie portends. Yes. You and know. just by
1: being married to to this woman. Okay, God God forgive them yeah. for their transgressions, but but he's in a legitimate marriage. Yeah. It's her first marriage. Yeah. He was married Twice before, her. But let's pray for the grace of marriage upon them. Amen. Yeah, that, that I'm sure that's had a saving effect on him. A good woman can do it, as St. Paul says. Amen. So a don't leave the marriage. <laughs> left the godly woman we're, we're endowing sun yi with all kinds of I
2: know. virtues she really is sort of this blank avatar we don't know much about her so i know it's easy, you know, I know god bless her but i can see why she's not we're going to pray for, for media darling amen amen, amen. <laughs>